welcome to the Perfect Gentleman podcast. This is episode 57. I am Zach Faulkner-Barfield and alongside me, as always, is the dapper, the delightful, the debonair, the charming Mr. James Marwood. <laughs> Thank you very much, Zach. Just what I needed after a long day in the office. That's perked me up. Excellent. Always happy to help. <laughs> Thank you. How are you, sir? Are you good? I'm good. It was a long day, but a very successful one, so I'm feeling pretty chipper. Had a couple of ticks in the wind column today, so, yeah, happy with that. How about yourself? I like those days. Yes, no, I, I've had a, a pretty good day. I, I've had a productive week so far, you know, when you're ticking off your tasks on your to-do list with a merry pace. It's a lovely feeling. Yeah, exactly. You're not bogged down in the slime and mire of things going wrong. You're on a sort of like, yep, done that. Yep, done that. That's good. Though I, I wish I could have sat in the sun a bit more today, but apart from that... It did. We do what we must. So what's been catching your eye recently, then? A couple of things. Let's start with what I've called Tygate. Yes, Mr Burkow. So for those of you who don't live in the UK, the Houses of Parliament has the Speaker of the House, which is basically was an MP and then he becomes sort of the referee of the Houses of Parliament. So I say he is still technically an MP. He just doesn't vote or only casts votes on non-party political matters. Yes, he sort of reneges his political rights as an MP, doesn't he? That's right. And he stands up at the top and shouts for order and tells people off when they're being naughty and that kind of thing. Stop fisticuffs and all that sort of stuff. So Mr Burko, who is the Speaker of the House of Parliament, a couple of weeks ago now, suggested that male MPs did not have to wear ties to enter the Houses of Parliament. He said business attire was acceptable. That was his line. I have spoken a couple of times on the radio, BBC radio, about this. I actually am to say I'm a little upset about it. We talked about casualisation a few weeks ago on the podcast. Yes. It's a big example of that. And considering the Houses of Parliament is the oldest running parliament in the world, it's a huge institution, I kind of think it's just a bit disrespectful to the institution. I don't know. What's your thoughts, James? I would tend to agree. I mean, I think in one sense... Burkow's right. Most businesses don't require a tie. I think that's a shame. I like to wear a tie. I think we get few enough opportunities to wear brightly coloured things as men. So a tie is a nice way to do that. And I, I love ties. Most of my clients, in fact, I would say the last five or six I've worked for, ties were not common. And that's across financial services, energy, consumer goods, you know, all these different industries, it suits without ties. I think I would probably much rather guys lost the ties and kept the suits than went with the sort of Dilbert-style shirt and tie and trousers. I think that looks worse. If you are wearing a suit and you've got the option to put a tie on, then I like to do that. I think that's a good thing. But also, Parliament isn't just some office park in Leeds. Exactly. As wonderful as Leeds is, as lovely as I'm sure its offices are, it's not Parliament. Parliament should be a little bit more special and a little bit more polite. It is downgrading the respect level due the institution that you're upholding. I had this discussion with someone on the the, uh, radio and they said, well, what about, you know, doesn't it make people more approachable? And I said, yes, but they're not approaching their constituency in the Houses of Parliament. If they're approaching their constituency without a tie and meeting the general public, I get that, I totally understand that, and that's very cool. But when you step into the Houses of Parliament, that's a completely different world. And that should be respectful for the institution that you represent. And we've had this discussion before about ties, you and I, but for the record, ties are an expression of people's personality. Yes. I mean, I hate walking through the City of London and all I see is a sea of navy suits and white shirts with no ties. Everyone looks the same. It is tedious. You get the odd rebel with a pink shirt or a blue shirt. Ties are a great way to add 
colour, interest to an outfit that otherwise can be a little bit dull. And if you're wearing work suits, you've got maybe a pinstripe if you're being particularly daring, but pretty much most work suits that guys wear will be standard worsted, navy blue or charcoal grey. Yeah. Maybe black if they're not sure what they're doing. You know, I like ties. I like ties and pocket squares and interesting socks. Absolutely. But the thing is, if you're not going to wear a tie, wear a pocket square. Oh, yes. I think we're off the conclusion. Mr. Burko, you are wrong, sir. We say that you're wrong as a perfect gentleman. Ties should be required wearing for the Houses of Parliament themselves and certainly in the chamber. Absolutely. So what's caught your eye, sir? It's a little bit of a sad thing, actually. Hmm. Who's your favourite bear? Paddington. Of course, everybody's favourite bear. And Michael Bond, unfortunately, has passed away at 93. Oh, that's a good innings, though. Very good. I'm a big fan of Paddington. On the wall next to where I'm sat at the moment, I have a number of pictures. I have some prints of saucy postcards from the Victorian era, and I have a picture of Mr. Ben and a picture of a globe. But right next to my microphone stand, closest to me, is a picture of Paddington with his umbrella dancing in the rain. Oh. I love it. It's such a happy, fun guy, but he also requires politeness, and he... If you don't give it, he'll fix you with a very hard stare. Yes, the Paddington Bear death stare. I've always loved Paddington ever since being a little boy, and I'm very grateful to Michael Bond for creating him and giving birth to him. If the world had a few more Paddingtons, we'd all be a bit happier. I think that's very true. I totally agree with Michael Bond. And he was a gentleman. He was a true gentleman. Oh, fantastically, yeah. I love that about Paddington. Yes, he expected politeness. He was an immigrant to London. He was. From deepest, darkest Peru. A refugee, really. Refugee, exactly. And he expected politeness and wanted politeness and gave politeness. Absolutely. There's a friend of mine. She works as a, an immigration solicitor or an asylum solicitor, especially focusing on children. Paddington has a special place in her heart because... It shows how well, and when people step up and do the right thing and support people and look after them, especially children, great things come from it. When times are a bit tough like they are now, it's good to have someone like Michael Bond and Paddington to remind you of that. No, I agree. I did enjoy the Paddington movie, the recent one. I may watch that again at the weekend. And I also love the old cartoon, the hand-drawn ones are just beautiful. Oh, yes. They always make me happy. Anybody who can mock a duffel coat like that. Exactly. Yeah, and he wears hats. Clearly one of us. Clearly one yes. of us. <laughs> May you rest in peace, Mr Bond. Thank you for Paddington. Yes. I understand. You were mentioning earlier one of our pals has got something special going on. Yes, they do. The lovely chaps at Thomas Clipper, who are fantastic shaving accoutrement, uh, razors and bags and other things like that, have got a new project. I do enjoy their podcast, actually, which is uh, one I listen to quite regularly. The podcast is lovely. Yes, hello, chaps. We're sharing your stuff on our podcast as well. We should actually do a joint podcast with them. That would be good, actually. I'd be really interested to get their take. They're a little bit younger than us, but they seem to have some quite similar ideas. Gentlemen is universal and ageless. It is. So they have launched, they're launching, should I say, their new project, which is a men's cologne. Ah, that's interesting. Brand overall is called Unite. It is an interesting concept, which they're crowdfunding at the moment for the next few days. So go on their website, which is thomasclipper.com forward slash Unite, U-N-I-T-E, and you can see the details. Basically, the interesting thing about this cologne collection is there's three different types of cologne, city, country, and coast, but you can blend them. So you can wear them alone or you can mix them. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I thought that was really clever. Oh, that is a nice idea because layering scents can be quite difficult, especially if, as I sometimes do, I want one scent during the day and a different one if I'm going straight out in the evening. But if you've worn one during the day, a little bit will, will linger and 
potentially affect what, what you add in the evening. If they're designed to go together, that could be quite fun. So I like this idea. I'd like to see what they smell like, of course, but I'm really intrigued by them. I think it's going to be a lovely idea, and I'm, I'm fully support them, and I should be purchasing a little thing from them in the near future. And we salute you, Thomas Clipper, and please, if you're out there in the world, go buy even a little travel set and see what it's like on your skin and give it a shot. Do you regularly wear colognes? I do. In fact, I've got a couple that we've kindly given to try. I think we should give a little review to them. I was given Kenneth Cole's Black Bold and Vince Camuto's Oud. Let's start with the Kenneth Cole Black Bold. Kenneth Cole, very famous designer. He has a number of fragrances himself. Black Bold is a new one. It's a really nice one. It's a, it's a bit deceptive because it's, a, it's got a black container. And I, I think I posted a photo on Instagram and I'll post a photo on our Facebook as well. It looks like a nighttime scent bottle. You look at the clone and you kind of go, oh, that looks like a, you know, it'd be a great nighttime scent. But you spray it on and it's really light. It's really citrusy. It's got a lovely odour to it, lovely a tang to it. It's kind of very summery. It's all sort of dark and brooding packaging and look and the leather and faux leather bottle. And then you spray it on, you're like, oh, hang on a second. This is going out in the evening, in the summer's evening clone, not a dark, strong clone. And um, I'm a bit of an addict to it, actually. It's almost become one of my go-to colognes now. Fantastic. Vince Camuto's Oud, of course, as it says on the tin, is Oud. Oud is a very strong intense scent it's a very middle eastern scent of course it's a bit strong for me but it's not as strong as some ouds i've worn but it's a nice solid oud it's a good winter fragrance autumn winter fragrance it's a really nice warming scent without being too overpowering but oud tends not to suit my skin type so i gave it to a a friend to try and he really liked it he's got a much darker taste in a sense he likes the ouds and the more richer deeper colognes and he really liked it and he thought it was quite a subtle oud it wasn't so overpowering as a lot of ouds generally can be i think they were great but i'm a big fan of kenneth cole's black bold two new fragrances out there so kenneth cole black bold and vince camuto oud i must admit i tend not to wear ouds that much they don't really work for me for most of this year actually i've been wearing pretty much just murdoch of london's black tea yes but i'm coming to the end of a bottle and i'm thinking of replacing it so normally in the summer I go with Aquaji Palma. Gorgeous scent. I swap that in every now and then. But I think I fancy something a little bit different. I might have to give those a go. Definitely the Kenneth Cole one, I think you'd like that. I mean, of course, we'll give the Thomas Clipper boys a go as well and see what they're like. Indeed. And I'll put a link to Thomas Clipper's page on the show notes. If you go to the codeofthegentleman.com, you'll find all the podcasts there. Yes. You know, we keep asking for questions. We do. If you want to ask us a question, please feel free. Drop us a note at inquiries at theperfectgentleman.tv or find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and we're always happy to answer your questions. If you're not immediately, we'll try and do it on a podcast. We got another question. Fantastic. It's from a gentleman called Ronnie, who's a listener out in America. Okay. He works for the US Navy. Uh, I won't tell you where he's stationed, of course. He asked a question. I'm still getting wardrobe together and love the advice. The only question is what would be good for a gentleman to wear to work if you work on a ship basically an industrial zone every day and it would be mainly worn to the ship since I change into a uniform when I get on board thank you for the great advice you have given keep up the great work well thank you Ronnie for the question thank you for the kind words so James what are your first thoughts my first thoughts would probably be to go with something that's comfortable. If you're only wearing it for a few hours a day, sort of to and from work, you probably want something you can get a few wears out of that's going to be relatively robust because it's probably going to end up being folded up a lot or hung in a locker or something like that. And really, it'll depend a little bit on climate. But I would probably look to 
traditional sort of workwear. Oh, really? What would you go for? Potentially jeans. More likely chinos, khakis in the US. A good, well-fitting pair of khakis. If you're going on an off-board ship or you're moving through industrial areas, you probably don't want a light colour. You want something a little bit darker. And I think you can do really well with sort of workwear-style shirts or jumpers, sweaters, pullovers, with a, depending on climate, if you need a jacket, a traditionally style leather jacket, a barber jacket, especially a, a paddock coat, something like that. They're great because you, you can wear those with casual trousers and a sweater, or you can wear them with a shirt and a pair of flannels and dress it up a little bit. Footwear, you probably, in an industrial area, you're probably going to, go to want relatively light boots, something like uh, a pair of chuckers especially if they're leather rather than suede, if you're at risk of getting oil or things on them. There are some really stylish, good quality makers of clothing like that. Don't necessarily need to be expensive. Yeah, I think you're right. If you need to dress it up a little, I think boots, as you said, uh, chuckers are great. A good pair of khakis. And maybe if you want to dress it up a little with a shirt, put a good tweed jacket on. A good friend of mine in a previous incarnation, he worked doing inspections on shipboard weapon systems for the Royal Navy and he swore by flannel suits climbing about on ships going down into the bowels of them he didn't care he said flannel because it always just brushes clean it is an option depends how smart you want to go especially if the weather allows for it if you're not somewhere really hot tweed is a fantastically hard wearing cloth it's designed to run through undergrowth and things and bushes. People even climb Mount Everest in the tweed suits. And, and you've got a choice. You, know, you could go for something like a, a traditional thornproof, which can be quite scratchy and, and uncomfortable, but looks fantastic. Or you could go for something like blended tweeds that are in softer wool and some of them have just standard wool blended in or, or lamb's wool or merino, and they're really comfortable. I got a, a, a great one not long back from Brooks Brothers, which is in a sort of mossy brown colour. It's great because it works well with greys, with blues, with browns, with chinos. It's really versatile. And when I'm travelling, it can get thrown over the back of a chair, it can get folded up and tucked over the top of my suitcase, it can get slept in, in on an airport seat, and it still looks great because it's a nice, robust, but still quite soft wool. I think that's a really good choice. Well, I hope we've given you some ideas there, Ronnie. We'll think about it some more, and if we have some more ideas, we'll come back to you. That's our first initial thoughts. Yes. You either can dress it up or dress it down, I think is what we're saying. I hope you uh, find something that suits you. You did ask us another question. We'll come back to you on your other question. Yes. Now, James, it's your rant time. Well, yes, it's hot. It's hot in the UK at the moment. It is. A couple of things have come to light recently of guys wearing shorts to work, or more accurately, having a good old protest because they want to wear shorts to work. There were some schoolboys in Exeter who wore girls' uniform skirts, and there was a guy, uh, Joey Barge, who was sent home from work for wearing shorts and so came back in his mum's dress. Fantastic spirit, fantastic chutzpah, but kind of misses the point a bit. There was an interesting article on this, actually, on Put This On, which is a blog I've talked about before by uh, Pete Anderson. He's a really good writer. He's done stuff on there, and he also writes sometimes on Style Forum. So well worth checking out. A point he makes, which I think is a really important one, is the argument seems to revolve around the fact that women get to dress more comfortably than men when it's a bit hot. Yes. Yeah, they kind of do. Don't care. Suck it up. Women have much more restrictive and harsh dress codes other times of the year. And shorts generally, especially if you're wearing them with tucked in shirts, unless you're in Bermuda or your job involves you checking through the jungle, shorts and tucked in shirts look terrible, especially if you're wearing them with socks. Shorts are for sport and the beach. 
and hanging around in the garden. They're not for work. They just don't look good. If you're working in an office, for a start, it's probably going to be air-conditioned, so you're going to be hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold. So they're probably not that comfortable. And if you're arguing the fact that it's not fair because ladies don't have to wear trousers in the summer, well, yeah, that's, that's a point. You want to wear a dress? Wear a dress, that's fine. Knock yourself out, that's great. Don't wear shorts. They look horrible in the office. That's not what they're for. Put trousers on, put light trousers on. Linen or light cotton or something like that. If you're wearing a suit, get one with an unstructured jacket. You know, I'm working in an office at the moment where I see a couple of guys every day in the summer wearing cargo shorts and scratty trainers and T-shirts, and they look more like they've just got out of bed than they're ready to work. Not a fan. Put a pair of trousers on or wear a skirt or a dress. If you want to do that, more power to you. All for that. Shorts, no. I do agree. I have one small, tiny caveat. <laughs> okay. Small, tiny caveat. That's fine. Caveat away. And that is that the, both Tom Harrow and I on The Suited Chef have worn a seersucker suit. The seersucker suit had shorts. Sure. I mean, I have a soft spot for, for suits with shorts. I think they can look great. I'd wear one for a day out. I'd wear one to a party. I'd wear one on a date. I would not wear one to the office. I agree with you. I, I wouldn't go to lecture in seersucker shorts. No. When you're cooking and you're entertaining or you're presenting effectively as you as you are there in a you know a fun setting that's fine you know there's no reason not to have fun with your clothes but cover your knees up in the office <laughs> or if you're going to go whole hog go whole hog and put a dress on that's fine wear a kilt if you really want to wear a kilt but just shorts look awful with socks oh socks no 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 yes james i totally agree no shorts uh, work kilts good let's not go down the socks with bare legs and shorts we'll, we'll stop there that's a rant for another day we'll draw a curtain over that distasteful sight <laughs> exactly exactly well that's been a pretty eventful episode we've covered scent paddington ties answered questions about workwear and industrial sites and then we've talked about men's hairy legs Yes, indeed. So thank you very much, James. Another lovely uh, conversation with you, as always. And you, my friend, always good to talk. So I'll, uh, I'll speak to you again soon. I'll speak to you again soon. Take care, my friend. Take care. Bye-bye. This podcast is brought to you by the Perfect Gentleman Group Limited and was edited by Andy Nichol at the Pistachio Palace.